guys, this is Sharpria Shine and welcome back to Max Out Girl. I'm so excited. This is the Virtuous Woman series and this is episode two. We're going to explore the Proverbs 31 woman. First of all, I just have to say that, man, this last week has been such an amazing week as I started my Virtuous Woman movement, as you know, we began our week one kickoff of the Virtuous Woman movement, and it's just been such an amazing time, just meeting new ladies, fellowshipping with ladies that are also that I already know from the Single and Satisfied movement who have joined the Virtuous Woman movement, and it's just been an amazing time just to get to know you guys and just the excitement of my new song, Virtuous Woman. I mean, it's just been a kickoff and just a great time to share with you guys and so again i'm excited to continue this virtuous woman series and to embark on this journey with all you ladies so let's just jump right into it so of course we've heard of the proverbs 31 woman and most of us strive to be this proverbs 31 woman and so I wanted to explore a little bit the qualities of a Proverbs 31 woman, the qualities of a virtuous woman, what, you know, the Bible constitutes as having virtues. And I'm not going to break down all the virtues today, but if you are a part of the virtuous woman movement on Facebook, you can join in and you know that we talked about the virtue of faith on our Bible study, our Throwback Thursday Bible study last week. So make sure you check out um, that virtuous woman Bible study part one that can be found within our virtuous woman group on Facebook. So let's move on. So I'm going to start reading the Proverbs 31 woman and don't get overwhelmed when I start reading this because sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, how can I be all of these things with the help of the Lord? So Again, we're growing, we're learning, we're, we're striving, uh, we're not made it there, and that's okay. So let me start off. I'm reading from the King James Version. It starts off, praise of a virtuous woman. I'm going to start in Proverbs 31, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. So I just want to kind of stop there. And so when I look at for her price it has a little definition of what that kind of means. Um, it says a wife of valor, and it says her price is far above rubies. It breaks it down as worth, like her worth is far above rubies. And I'm going to be breaking it down a lot, this, this scriptures, because I just want to talk about it. But so my podcast is going to be a little bit different today because I want to really break down what some of this stuff is. And I think if we really recognize that as women of God, that our price, meaning our worth, is far above rubies, I think that half of the drama that we deal with in life, we can cut it out, most of it probably, because we wouldn't deal with certain friendships, certain relationships, certain job opportunities. We would say, you know what? I know who I am in God. My worth is far above more than rubies. I am not going to deal with this type of person in my life. I am not going to settle for this type of job when God has the best for me or this type of behavior in the job. I am not going to settle for this relationship and when he doesn't love me the way I know I deserve to be loved. Or I'm not going to settle for this friend who is not loyal, who gossips about me around my behind my back, who sometimes is cool, sometimes not cool. Like sometimes we would... If we knew our worth and our value, we just wouldn't tolerate a lot of stuff. And that doesn't mean that I don't agree with having grace and mercy and forgiveness. Of course, 
we should have those attributes. However, it's a difference between showing grace and mercy than just continually to be a doormat or continually letting a toxic friend in your life or a toxic man in your life stand in that relationship because you're worried about being loved. When if you realize how valuable you are and how loved you are by your God and your creator, you would say, you know what? I may feel like I love this person, but I deserve better. And I'm willing, though it may hurt right now, I'm willing to get out of this relationship because this is not the best thing for me. Or I'm willing to let go of this friendship, even though it hurts, even though it's hard, even though I feel lonely, but I know it's a toxic friendship. I'm going to let it go because God, I know you have better for me. I'm going to wait for those friends that you have for me. And again, the word says, if you want friends, you have to be friendly too. So you have to keep that in consideration to ask yourself, is it you? But again, If you knew how valuable you are, if you knew just your worth and how it's far above rubies, I just think that we would carry ourselves different. We carry ourselves with such a confidence, such a grace, such, you know, I guess a fearlessness of knowing that man, like Romans in the Bible says, that all things work together for the good of them that love God and who are called according to his purpose. Meaning all things are going to work, turn around for my favor, for my good, because I'm a child of the most high God, because I'm a virtuous woman. And so when you know that, you do carry yourself differently. You don't mind letting go of those friendships, those relationships, or those situations that honestly, you shouldn't have to deal with or that's beneath you because you deserve better. And so again, This is just (laughs) verse 10. We haven't even gotten to the rest of it. It goes to 31. But who can find a virtuous woman for a price as far above rubies? So that's also why if you're single and you're listening to this, this is also why you don't have to chase a man like you're valuable. Okay. And the word says, is he who finds a wife who finds a good thing, who finds a good thing. So you do not have to stress about finding a husband. You do not have to worry about it. I don't care if you're getting older. It does not matter. It doesn't matter about your clock ticking. God created that clock that we made up in our head anyways. So it's like, trust the Lord that you don't have to worry. You don't have to fret because there are men of God out there who are searching and seeking and praying for a virtuous wife, for a virtuous woman. And you might ask, well, what if I don't desire marriage and I'm single? Does that mean that I can't have virtues? Absolutely not. You definitely can have virtues because you're a child of God. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. So it doesn't matter whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're dating. Absolutely. You can be a virtuous woman because there are attributes, you know, that because you're a woman of God that you can possess. There's a way to carry yourself because you're a woman of God. And so that's really important. So who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. Her worth is far above rubies. Uh, Chapter 11, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. So again, um, in Proverbs 31, verses one through nine it's a mom telling her son what to look for in a wife and she talks about this virtuous woman but again this doesn't mean that you can't have virtues you can't be a virtuous woman because you're single so just know that because i'm gonna be honest i just got married about a year ago and man i knew i was a virtuous woman with or without a man in my life because i knew that i am i know that i am a woman of god i knew that i had virtues from god for spending time in his words the fruits of the spirit that i strive to have like those are things that cannot be given by your outer appearance that has to be imputed into you by the Holy Spirit, by God, your creator. And I knew that no man could give or take that away from me. That's something that God put in me and that I could, you know, operate out of my virtues that only God can give me. So that's why I don't want you to get sidetracked if you're single. If you're married, of, of course, some of these things obviously apply to you because this is talking about a wife, some of these things. So it says the heart of her husband trust in her. So that he shall have no need of spoil. So need of spoil, that says, um, let me look at that for you. This is verse 
10. Today is kind of like a Bible study, so just so you know. Uh, 11. Okay, lack of gain. So it means lack of gain. So he shall have no lack of gain. Okay, so her husband can trust in her. Uh, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. So wives... Are you doing your husband good or are you trying to pay him back evil for evil, insult for insult, which the word says we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't repay evil for evil. Uh, God knows how to handle our husbands, but we have to be, you know, make sure that we're living for God according to his purpose. Even in your singleness, like don't repay evil for evil. Like God, he has your back. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows what you're suffering with. He knows the things that, you know, the people that are coming against you and we don't have to fight back. Vengeance is God's and the word of God tells us vengeance is mine says the Lord he will repay those that you know try to come against you he has your back so don't be afraid okay and also make sure that you're doing good all the days of your life if you're married to your husband if you're not married again do good to those around you and strive to learn this so that when you do get married if you desire marriage that you can strive to do good to him all of your life now does that mean you're going to be perfect no does that mean you're never going to get attitude you're never going to make a mistake no we're not perfect but this is for us to strive to be this type of woman so the good should outweigh the bad and if not you need to work on that and that's okay that's why we're reading this um verse 13 she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. So she's weak. She's seeking wool. She's seeking all kind of products. She's working with her hands. And I take that to mean like she's busy with her talents. She's making money. She's being creative. And I believe that every woman has gifts, talents, and abilities to obtain uh, provision for your home, even if you're single, provision for yourself, provision for your family, your children. If you, you know, are married and you are, you know, not employed, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, there's still, you know, things you could be busy about, which I'm sure you know. Your children, uh, really, you know, teaching them in the word, helping them with homework, making your home, you know, just a beautiful place for your husband and your children and for you. And those are some things that, you know, you could be creative with and busy about as well. Um, number 14, she is like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. When I think of that, I think about man, like eating healthy. Uh, she rises also while it is yet night and gives meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. Her maidens are, her maidens are kind of like, uh, servants or maybe nannies nowadays, or if you have, um, hired help. And some of y'all may be like, I wish I had hired help. I know that's right, but it's okay if you don't. But I like these two scriptures because for me, it convicts me to think about meal prep. When it says she rises early, um, it says also while it's yet night and gives meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. Like I think of meal prep, I think of verse 14 where it says she's like a merchant ship bringing food from afar, like healthy foods. And for me, I'm a newlywed and that's just something that I'm trying to focus on now is like making sure that I do better at meal prep and providing um, healthy meals for my household, for me and my husband, uh, preparing for our children, um, future children. <laughs> and so I, I just feel like that is important. Now, again, this isn't to be taken in a massage in a misogynist way. So I'm not saying that it's just your responsibility. No, it depends on the setup of you and your household if you're married, because me and my husband, uh, for the most part, um, when we first got married, I was the cook all the time. But now we're kind of like, I would say we're sharing the responsibility. Still me most of the time, but he really likes it now. We're learning together. So I think that's pretty cool. But if it's just you, that's fine too. I think it's different for different people's household. If you're single, um, you're probably doing it by yourself. But hey, just make sure that you're trying to eat healthy. 
And I talked about that in the last series, just how important health and fitness is. Uh, and so if you missed the self-love series, check that out because I talk more about healthy food and meal prepping. Um, actually, not meal prepping, but healthy food and working out. Excuse me. Chapter, uh, verse 16, she considers a field. She buys it with the fruit of her hands and she plants a vineyard. Man, when I think about that, um, I think about being a businesswoman. Uh, verse 17, she girds her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. I think about hard worker. And so for me... I think about you can have a job and still have creative ways to make money. I think now is such a great time to be an entrepreneur or have a job and as they call it, like have a side hustle or another grind because I just think there's so many ways that you can make money. I just really do even not putting extra work on yourself. Um, there, you know, people talk about residual incomes, ways where you could be making money while you're sleeping. Um, and there's so many different ways you could do that. Um, and me and my husband have explored some of these ways. And for me as a wife, I'm like, how can I help uh, lift the burden off my husband where he doesn't feel like it's just all him to provide. And so I think it's great to think about like different ways to make money. Um, whether that's your fitness, fitness instructor or whether that's you could braid hair or whether that's you could meal prep and make meals for a family who just is so busy. Maybe they're both working and you love to cook, but they don't have enough time. Like I hear women doing all these kind of great things like making extra money or they might uh, babysit or they might, uh, clean up somebody's house on the weekend. I mean, there's so many extra ways to make money. And I just think that that's pretty cool. Um, and I think that that's such a great addition to your household if you can. Again, if you're already swamped, you don't have time for that. It's all good. God is our provider. But I think he, God gives us uh, witty inventions and divine strategy of how to bring increase into our household. And um, I definitely think that that was the attribute of the virtuous woman because it says it right here. And I think she she was a very, you know, wise businesswoman. She considered how she could make other, um, how she could make money, how she could bring money to her household. And, and I love that. She's a hard worker. Um, and I just think that that's something that we should strive to be, whether that's working in our home, raising our children, working on our job, being an entrepreneur, whatever, being in ministry. I think that we could learn from this virtuous woman. Uh, verse 18, she perceives that her merchandise is good. Her candle doesn't go out at night so I'm like man her candle don't go out at night she a hustler how she waking up early feeding everybody getting food from afar she's planting vineyards meaning a businesswoman like her candle don't go out at night I'm like this girl is hustling I'm like I used to think like how am I gonna do all that now naturally I could be honest I do like to work hard as far as like I have an entrepreneur mind so I do like to do a lot but I'm thinking she never sleeps I like sleep as well at least sometimes but I think it's just to show us like be a hard worker be innovative find other ways to prosper your home and help your husband or if you're single to help yourself you know and your family around you it's okay to build an empire being single there's nothing wrong with that at all I was single for years got married uh, at 34 I was almost a month before I turned 35 it's all good. I was building my own empire for the Lord and for my household, which was just me at the time. And I think that's all good. It's nothing wrong with that. I think it's something so powerful that a single person standing in purpose and knowing that she's a virtuous woman without a man. And I think that's great. Now I'm married and I think it's a beautiful thing that I had that foundation. And now I'm like, I need to strive to be a virtuous wife. And I just think that it goes to say that you can, um, you know, operate out of a place of a virtuous type of living, no matter what stage you are in life. So um, and I think it's great preparation for those who desire marriage to begin to think of some of these things. And again, that doesn't mean you have to do all this stuff. Some people, I'm going to be honest, I know some wives that don't cook at all. Their husband cooks because they're like, they love cooking and the wife just doesn't. It could go both ways. But I just love how this just breaks it down. Do what you're good at. Like it says, 
she's innovative, she's creative, whatever your gifts and talents and abilities are that you can contribute to your household right now for yourself as a single and then in the future when you're married. And those things may change. I cooked a little bit when I was single, uh, but I ate out a lot. Now that I'm married, I cook a lot. I mean, that had to change just in our situation. Maybe it doesn't have to change for some people, but it changed for me and my husband. And so I cook much more. I had to learn as I go. And so I think that it just depends what season you're in. But I think, again, just learning, growing, using your innovation and creativity. Let's move on. So that was verse 17. She's a hard worker. Um, 18. She's a hustler. 19. She lays her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. Uh, so let's move on. That goes with a hustler. She's working hard at night. Sounds like she's sewing. She's doing things with her hands. She's good with her hands. All right. Verse 20, she stretches out her hand to the poor. She reaches forth her hands to the needy. Man, she's generous. Are you generous? Yeah, ask yourself, do you help people when they're in need? Or are you like, man, I need myself. I can't help nobody. Do you know that God loves a cheerful giver, that when you bless somebody else, that God will bless you? Like when you're considering the struggle of somebody else, um, the word in Genesis tells us we're blessed to be a blessing. Like God wants to bless us to be a blessing. But if you're selfish, um, I don't really know that God will continue to bless you out of grace and mercy. Yes, but he's going to give that increase to that person who's generous to give to the poor, to the less fortunate or to that coworker that you can't stand. But they're a dollar short in their coffee in the morning. You see them at Dunkin Donuts. And you're like, man, I can't stand her or at least she doesn't. She can't stand me. But you know what? I'm going to give her this dollar, Lord, you know, because I'm going to be kind. Again, I'm not going to give out insult for insult. I'm not going to repay evil with evil, but I'm going to, you know, do the Christ-like thing and show love. And you know how God will bless you for that. And I just think about that, especially in my life, because my husband is a giver. He's such a um, generous, loving person. And um, I like to give. I'm just not as generous as he is, to be honest. And so I've learned so much. And it's such a blessing when you do bless other people. It just generally is. And it does make you feel better. And God does honor it, especially when you have a need of your own. When you can give and bless people out of your need, God honors that. He sees that. And he's like, look at my daughter. Man, you know, she's like me. She's giving even when she may lack, you know. Uh, and so I think that's, that's just an amazing thing uh to be able to do and so it's saying right here she's generous yeah she's creative innovative she's a hustler hard worker but she's not just thinking about for her family she's given to the poor she's given to the less fortunate or to that co-worker to that person that's struggling she is helping she is giving and i think that is such an amazing attribute and i think that's something that we can learn from especially when we're going through a hard season and a hard time because that's when it's the hardest to give but i think that's when our character and our virtue is really um I guess tested, I should say, because it's so easy when everything's going great, when your money's flowing in, when you're feeling happy to be able to give. But what about when you feel like God hasn't come through for you yet and you're struggling to pay your bill and God says, you know what? That family doesn't have money. Get them groceries. Then what? Are you going to trust God? You're going to operate out of love and generosity and out of the virtue of kindness? Or are you going to be fearful and say, you know what? No, I, I can't do this one, Lord. <laughs> all right. Number 21. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. Man, she prepares for seasons. I love that. I'm a planner, so I definitely can like identify with that. I think most women are planners. I can't say all, but I, the most women that I know are planners. And I think that is very um, 
I think it is good to plan, but I also think it's in life, you have to leave room for God and the Holy Spirit because he sometimes will just throw a dart in our plans and mess it all up and wow us. And we're like, oh my God, I didn't know that was about to happen. It's messed my plans up. So I've learned to try to be more flexible. It's tough. My husband's really flexible. I'm really more rigid as a planner. Sometimes it messes me up. So uh, I think it's great to plan, but you have to be flexible enough to let God be God in situations be situations sometimes. But yeah, prep for the seasons. Like I'm sure you ladies do this. Like if you know cold and flu season's coming up, you probably make sure you have like some herbal tea, some natural things that you can have, some supplements, some minerals. Like I'm sure you prep for the season and start pumping yourself with that vitamin C or you make sure all your kids have gloves and scarves and hats before the season. You make sure your husband has a coat or if you're single, you make sure you have a coat or boots or whatever. Most women, I think, do that. If not, I think that's a great thing to prep for the season. But this is saying like a virtuous woman, no one's, she's not caring about, she's not worried or caring about snow or rain or anything or even a famine. She's preparing. She's always prepared. And I just want to point out, like, I love uh, how the Bible even talks about ants, how ants are so wise, learn from them, because it said that they prepare, um, they prepare when they don't even have a master, like they prepare in the summer months, like stack up food and all those great things. And I love that because I'm like, that's so true. Um, preparation is such a great quality to be prepared, like stacking up food and working hard and stacking up your money uh, for a hard, tough season. I think that's just a great quality. 22, she makes herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Man, she is well-dressed, y'all. I think a woman of virtue should be well-dressed. I think you're an ambassador of Christ. You're a child of the Most High God. You're royalty. Why not dress well? And I don't mean going to debt, trying to buy stuff you can't afford. No, but just doing the best that you can do and having pride in what you wear. And that doesn't mean that, you know, I believe that it's all about the outer because honestly, down below, we're going to see where the scripture says beauty can be vain. Um, it can be fleeting. Um, but, you know, a woman of God shall be praised. You're going to see that. And the word of God also tells us that God doesn't look at the outer appearance like the world does. He looks at the heart. But he does want you to, he doesn't want his kids to look bad. Like any good father, any good parent, they want to make sure that their child is taken care of and God cares about you and he wants you to be an example for other women as well. And so do the best that you can do, but have pride in it. No matter what you have, just have pride in it. Do your best. But it sounds like this virtuous woman, she was well-dressed. She had silk and purple. She had tapestry. I mean, she was decked out. And I think it's nothing wrong with liking fashion. Um, and if you're not into it, that's cool too, but just have pride in what you wear, how you present yourself. 23. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. So he has a good reputation and she doesn't taint that reputation by being a loud mouth woman who's controlling or trying to demean her man in front of people. That's a no, no. That's definitely not a virtuous woman. Um, and I know that sometimes women, we can have strong personalities and we have influence, but use your influence for the good of your husband or for the good of those around you. If you're single, use your influence for the good of them, to uplift them, to help them, not to tear them down. And we have to recognize that a virtuous woman has influence. People around her watch her. Okay, whether it's the younger women around you, whether it's um, your husband, whether it's uh, older women around you, whether it's married women, single women, whatever state you're in, women on your job, people watch you. You're supposed to be a living example of who God is in you and through you. And so we have to be aware of that. And that doesn't mean care what people think. No, we live for God. But if we're living for God and God alone, we want to live in the way that honors him. We want to live in a way that exalts him. We want to live in a way that other people are like, wow, what's something about her? Yeah, I'm a virtuous woman. I'm filled with 
the Holy Spirit. I'm a child of the Most High God. You're absolutely right. There's favor upon my life. God is shining upon me. There is something different about me. But we have to be conscious of how we're living. And again, we make mistakes. We get attitudes sometimes. We don't hit the mark every time, but we need to strive for it and learn from it and grow so that we can be witnesses for God and help other people, other women, especially through whatever state they're in. We all should be learning and growing unto kindness, good works, growing in God and helping teach those around us. Even if the only teaching you're doing is by living your life and being an example, that's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to be. All right. So 24, she makes fine linen and sells and she sells it and delivers girdles into the merchant. So again, back to that business mind, y'all like she's a hustler and I love it. It's like no matter what state you're in, God can give you witty inventions or God can give you, man, creative ideas to make money. Even if you're in school, even if you're already on job, even if you're a single mom, even if you're a stay at home wife, even if you have your own business, God can give you extra or more than what you have. He can give you an abundance of ideas, creative ideas that doesn't take a lot of stress and strain out of your life, your everyday life, that can bring increase. But you have to ask him and you have to trust him and you have to make sure that you're giving your tithes and offerings and you have to make sure that you're generous because God loves a cheerful giver. And it's hard to bless a person that's robbing God because his increase, where he blesses you, he's the one that's giving you the breath every day to breathe to make that increase. All right, 25, strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in the time to come. So she's honorable. Man, people are looking up to her like she's a woman of integrity, of godly character. You don't want it to be said like, man, she is not loyal. Every time she says she's gonna do something, she don't do it. Or man, like, she's a gossiper she talks about me she talks about her or every time she comes she's complaining and murmuring like or man like you don't want that to be said about you you want to be a woman of integrity or man you know what i would hire her but i don't know if i could trust her man she was still it like you don't want people have a past i get it that's under the blood of jesus once you're in christ but build your reputation now of being an honorable woman woman of integrity and godly character and in what integrity basically means Doing what you would do as if somebody was watching you. If it was a pot of money, would you steal it because nobody's there? Or if you knew your boss was there looking at you, you wouldn't steal it. So that's having integrity. Act like somebody is looking. You want to know why? Because God is looking. God is everywhere. He sees you. And he'll bless your integrity. Even if other people be like, girl, you stupid. You should have took that. You know your rent was due. And God is saying, this is a test of your integrity. Do you trust me? Or will you trust the flesh and give into temptation and sin and steal from the boss that hired you? God, y'all, God ain't playing. He is looking at our character. And he is, you know, he, sometimes he allows these testings and these situations. And then you steal it and then God can't bless you and then you get fired from a job and now you're like well I'm in a worse situation but if you have integrity it may seem like you're going under but God opens up another door of opportunity or have somebody give you money or get or your rent your landlord says you know what I'll give you a, a month off or I'll give you time to get the money even if you get kicked out here's the thing God will honor the fact that you did not give into the temptation and even if it seems like you know you're the underdog, God will still turn that situation around when you least expect it. So trust God. So she is honorable. 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom and her tongue is in the law of kindness. So she's wise, she's kind, she's patient, she's not proud. She doesn't operate out of those uh out of the proud spirit. She wants to uplift, encourage and help people. She wants to you know use wisdom from the word of God to help people's lives when they ask for um when they ask for advice and not give her her opinion. Sometimes our opinion is based on experience and that can be negative sometimes. So, 27, she looks well to the ways of her household and eats not the bread of idleness. She's not lazy. She doesn't think, oh, somebody else to do it. No, you're in your household. It's up to you to help to build your 
your home and not tear it down. A wise woman builds her home. That's what the word says. 28. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. All right. So the people around you praise you. They see your attributes. Of course, you're going to have haters. Can't worry about that. That's the enemy's job to discourage you. But there is going to be a people that's going to see God, God moving in your life. That there's something different about you. You're going to see the light of God shining through you. you. Can't worry about the haters. That's the enemy's job to bring them to discourage you. But God has people that see that needs to see your light. So keep walking. 28, 29. I'm sorry. Many daughters have done virtuously. And that's actually translated here as many daughters have done well, but you have excelled them all. Favor is deceitful. That's translated as charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that fears the Lord shall be praised. So it's not saying you can't be beautiful. God created us, but it's saying like beauty is fleeting. It's here today, gone tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Don't stress and strain yourself about it. Build yourself in the spirit, in your virtues, in your attribute, in your character. But a woman that fears God, the Lord, she shall be praised. She will have honor. God will lift her. She will be the head and not the tail, the lender, not the brow, above, not beneath. Everything she puts her hands to do will prosper. This is a Genesis 1 and 2, Genesis chapter 1, what I'm saying right now. She will prosper because she is a woman that fears the Lord. 31, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Don't forget about, man, forget about looks and comparing yourself to other, what they have and what they've done. Girl, you have excelled them all because you are a virtuous woman. You are a child of the most high God. God rewards those that diligently seek him. He is the lifter of your head. You will never be ashamed. Even when it seems like you're the underdog, God is going to turn your situation around for you. God is not a man that he shall lie. His word says that he wants to favor you. He wants to bless you. He wants you to shine and be a light for all the world to see that he is the one true only wise God. He takes care of his daughters. He takes care of his children. He clothes them with righteousness and he clothes them with favor. And, you know, that's why I wrote Virtuous Woman, the song. I wanted to empower women all over the world, women of God, to know that you are clothed with righteousness, that you are that you are priceless. And those are the words in my bridge of my song. Favor is deceitful. Beauty can be vain. Beauty is vain. But a woman of God shall be praised. And it just encourages us to know that, man, it says, who can set her price? Because she's priceless, clothed in righteousness, because I'm priceless, a treasure to the king. Talking about King Jesus, I'm priceless. And him, I possess all things because I'm priceless. I am a Proverbs 31 woman, a princess waiting for the king. I'm talking about King Jesus, not no man. I am a fearless, a praying mighty warrior woman, okay? So I am a Proverbs 31 woman. And you have to remind yourself of those things. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm clothed in righteousness. It's all those things that I said because I wanted us to know who we are and whose we are and that no matter what comes against us nothing can separate us from the love of God as the word says she don't fear of the future she can laugh without fear of the future because she knows she can trust in her God that's a virtuous woman fear is going to try to come doubt is going to try to come but she knows who her God is and she is not worried she is not afraid she tells doubt and fear to go back to the pits of hell because she has a God who is her provider who will never fail her who will never leave her who will never forsake her so remember that the words, I am a Proverbs 31 woman, princess waiting for the king. I am a praying mighty warrior woman, fearless, made in God's image. I am a designer's original, fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm more than a conqueror, a, a virtuous woman. And again, just listen to that song. Listen to those words and remind yourself who you are in God, that no devil in hell, no demon can destroy you, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, that you are covered by the blood of Jesus, that you are covered by the Lamb of God, that you, that no matter what comes against you, you are a praying, mighty, warrior, woman. Get in your prayer closet, virtuous woman, because that's where 
all the strongholds have to flee the stress anxiety has to flee whatever's trying to hold you has to flee doubt and fear has to flee get in your prayer closet pray the word of god over your life declare it over your life remember who you are and watch the devil flee from you not without a fight though because he don't want you to know who you are he wants you to think this word don't work he wants you to think that you know that you don't have power in your words and that when you speak the word of god he won't flee so you got to keep that fight up you got to keep pushing through you got to keep speaking the word of god you got to keep praying and praising because you are a praying mighty warrior woman more than a conqueror okay and so i just wanted to just break down the proverbs 31 woman today i just wanted to go through it i hope this encouraged you um, continue to listen and to be a part of the Virtuous Woman movement. All you have to do on Facebook is go to Virtuous Woman by Sharbria. Yes, please fill out all of the questions that it's going to ask so you can be approved in the group. But join it because we are going to build ourselves up in God. We're going to get stronger. We're going to grow together. We're going to encourage each other. And also make sure that you check out. Go ahead. Check out my new song, Virtuous Woman on Sharbria Music. But right now, if you want to see the music video, go on YouTube, Sharbria Music. But that song is available everywhere for download or purchase and again go to sharpria.com for books resources courses all of that good stuff and you know as well you can follow max out girl on social media you can follow me on sharpria shine but again i hope i said something today that really just helped you and also make sure you guys tune into next week uh podcast or every wednesday because we're going to continue the virtuous woman series but again i hope i said something that encourages you and inspires you and it elevates your thinking and always remember to max out girl this is sharpria shine and i'll talk to you next time bye